come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I am your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. Or Connor, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Poltergeist Debbie was doing some investigation in a hospital. I, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She, she went down to the basement. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so this week we watched the 2021 film Malignant. And I'm just going to put it out there. We'll get into spoilers like so fast. I know us. So you have been adequately warned. So first question. Did you like it? Did how how how'd it go, Donna? You want to go first? Um, no, I I I I. am just letting that linger and breathe. Yeah. Just keep adding more that just makes it even better. Adrian, uh, I was gonna let Kinsey go next. Oh. No, I was letting you go next because. Um, so I thought that I would not like this movie, and then I watched it, and um, I I actually hated it and was legitimately angry every moment that I had to keep watching it. And this is why I let you go next because, <laughs> because I liked it. I knew kind of what he was going for going into it. I knew, you know, non-spoilery things about it, kind of the theme, the idea. And I liked it. I had fun with it. I've watched it twice because I watched it the night it dropped. And then I watched it Friday for this. Kenzie. What? I did. I enjoyed it. You were, you were going to do an homage to, late 90s early aughts 2000 films and the gonzo italian horror films yeah i'm here (laughs) i'm here see i like i can see that but i feel like it could have i feel like you can do that in a nice way not a nice way like but like a good way but this just felt like a parody like every time something would happen i was like really are we supposed to be taking this seriously at all i don't think you are supposed to be taking it seriously i think that's the but it's not funny enough to laugh at either. Yeah. I think you're you're kind of supposed to just go on for the ride for the the over the topness. Okay, so I guess here's my thing. If I'm not supposed to take this movie seriously, then don't fucking open up with one of the most violent domestic violence scenes I have ever fucking seen on a movie. Okay, now like, that is shocking out of fucking nowhere and completely fucking horrifying to content warning for the next words coming out of my mouth. Like to open your movie with a dude throwing his pregnant fucking wife against a wall hard enough to make her bleed from the back of the head. And I know that we get an explanation for this later, but whatever. To throw her against a wall hard enough for that and then to punch her in the fucking stomach. And like that sound designer was having a goddamn field day with this scene. Oh my God. Like if you don't expect me to take your movie seriously, don't fucking open with that. The end, period. I'm done. Like bam. I I went into our Discord and in all caps typed fucking content warning. Oh my god, was not ready. And then um domestic violence content, domestic violence, because that's how startled I was by that. It was wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not fine. And this, despite the fact that that actor already had some creepy vibes coming off of him for having 
um, come off of uh, uh, Supernatural and having played Michael in Supernatural and already been creepy AF from the last season of Supernatural, I was already prepared for him being uh, bad for that. Having not watched the last season of Supernatural, I was not. I thought, oh, he's he seems nice and cute. And like and he was really nice at the beginning of that conversation where he was like, maybe you shouldn't be working. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Like, yeah, except he didn't turn his TV off. Yeah. The moment he showed up and her coming in and him not like, oh, here, let me help you to bed. No, I knew he was a scumbag like that. I I was not. uh not like oh he's nice he's asked saying not to work i'm like nope this is he is highly suspect he started off saying some good things but he didn't turn the tv off so i was like nah you're a dude so before we go on because <laughs> you can see that we all have a lot of thoughts about this film um <laughs> our good good buddies at imdb they want you to know in case you don't know what malignant is about madison is paralyzed by no. shock nope the- what they what they wanted to do this movie was see how infuriated they could make who know any fucking thing about science. They were like, let's make a movie that twists everything about science and put it out there just to see if we could make people who know science absolute fucking insane. I wish so much right now that we were a video cast because holy shit that was animated donna was very uh yeah but this is why we have dr donna's science and medical corner for (laughs) that level of passion right there (laughs) now as you know oh my god now as as you know i am not going to get disagree with dr donna on her science and medical corner imdb on the other hand they want to fight you Because they say Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) They should have been worsens because she has fucking sepsis. Sepsis? Opening up the back of her skull all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meningitis. She's got fucking meningitis. Doesn't that cause some sort of paralysis or like stiff Paralyzing headaches and death. And I think I have a hard time. Oh, I have notes. I took notes on this movie. I forgot. I was like, I don't know what to talk about. I hated this whole thing. Um, Oh, okay. So I guess they didn't actually open the movie with that scene of domestic violence. They actually opened it with the scene of um, a creepy child being tested on in some medical facility. So there was that. Um, My first two notes, (laughs) you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read off my first several notes. What is that? My first four notes. There's no part of that opening I enjoy. I don't like this movie. This is not a scary monster. What is this movie about? And then we jump into what the fuck is she doing with that lollipop? I don't remember a lollipop. I don't either. It's like the introduction of the cop team. Oh, And they're like having a very serious conversation. And this was the moment where I was like, is this supposed to be funny? They're like having the very serious conversation about like this murder and then the fucking girl cop takes this red blow pop and like dramatically puts it in her mouth like she's in fucking death note eating a chip <laughs> awesome um um i was very distracted open because the male doctor um looked super familiar t- and 
I I had to stop and look up who he was. And it was in a show that I very much called Boston, okay. where he played a lawyer who had what was called at the time Osper, Asper. Asperger's. Um, yeah, which which we don't call, but he played it very well. So then then after I looked that up and realized that's who he was, I, I was sadly able to go back and watch. <laughs> yep. Um, but then I was sad that he died. Like, I, I, and I just don't like this movie. Um, I, I knew you. Would. I knew I wouldn't going in. Like historically, I just have not really liked James Wan movies, and so. I, I remember seeing the trailer for this in front of like, I don't know, everything. And um, my partner leaned over to me and was like, they're going to ask you to do that one and you're going to hate it. And I was like, yep, yep, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. And then you guys asked and I thought about turning it down. And then I was like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, I can sit through another conjuring, whatever. I, I won't like it, but it's OK. But God, fuck. This is like, like, I did not just dislike this movie. I really fucking hated this movie. Like, I don't, I cannot think of a scene, like, even his really cool camera work, I was fucking tired of it. Like, I was tired of it so early on. That scene when she's running through her house and the camera, like, flips up to give us this, like, rat in a maze viewpoint or dollhouse viewpoint. I, I identified it as a dollhouse at the time. And I just thought, what purpose does this serve? It looks cool, but it's not serving the theme of the movie at all. It doesn't do anything. Like in hindsight, I guess maybe Rat in a Maze is sort of maybe what they were going for. And that would kind of push this like doctor, like patient hospital narrative that they had at the beginning of the film, except that they don't really seem to care about that at all. Like, that had no effect on her. It's just like the only thing we need to get from those scenes is Gabriel's real. The actual like setting doesn't fucking matter. I do want to give him credit though for some beautiful camera work. And I I appreciate your comment about it doesn't it doesn't really matter sometimes, but like like before um what's his name died, um, that scene where he saw um somebody sitting on the couch. And then there was nobody on the couch. You saw the couch cushion slowly rising back up. That was creepy AF. And okay. even as I enjoy the movie, <laughs> I, I appreciated that for its full on. So I, I will agree with that. That was a really cool looking scene. However, I think they waited too long to show us the cushion rising because he turned on the light like so he, he walks in and it's dark and there's a silhouette of somebody sitting on the couch in front of the TV. He turns on the lights. We are shown the person being gone. There's no longer a silhouette sitting in front of the TV. The couch is empty. And then the camera move like or then the camera shot is down at the level of the couch cushion where we can see it rising. But at this point, we've already seen the couch being empty for several seconds. The couch cushion should not be rising at that point. And that was all I could think about was that the timing was really fucking off. See, and I took it as it's tension building. Like you're like, okay, so there's nobody there. And then you think you're safe. And then there's the rise. I think at that point in the, in the film, I was already kind of upset because of that really over the top for no actual good reason, domestic violence scene. Like, you know, actually, let's talk about that domestic violence scene because 
you know, the point of that scene was that it woke that it woke up Gabriel. Um, but as we discussed later on in the film, the reason that she had lost she she had lost four pregnancies at that point. She had well, she had three. lost three pregnancies yeah. at that point. And by the end of the movie, she had lost four pregnancies. So the point of her having lost four pregnancies apparently was that Gabriel was feeding off her pregnancy. So the point, the, the, the purpose that that domestic violence scene served movie was that it woke up Gabriel. Well, if Gabriel is feeding off her pregnancies, it doesn't seem like he'd be woken up. And in addition, there's any number of ways that she could have taken a blow to the back of the head. Okay. She could have fallen down some stairs. Gabriel could have been a little bit awake and you know, there's any number of ways he could have been injured. Could have been in a car accident. She could have been mugged. Okay. She could have been having fun at a baseball game. Yes. And then it would have been more tragic that her husband died. You know, he could have been a great and wonderful husband and been murdered because it served his per- it served Gabriel's purpose. He was dead. And we wouldn't have had to have that that oh my god sudden shock that was jesus christ was that off-putting um anyway there's about a million different ways a person can take a blow to the head hell pregnant pass out all the time it's a I thing do, yeah. that happens well not just pass out but like your center of gravity is all fucked she i fucking tripped. yeah i tripped more often when i was pregnant than i and i like i'm a klutz so whatever but like i tripped more often when i was pregnant than i did like my uh, the entire rest of my life um yeah yeah, I, like I don't, I don't tend to have much of a problem with like anything in fiction. Um, I say that after having complained for I don't know what is this 101 after having complained for a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just it felt pointless. It felt over the top in the moments, and then as the movie went on, it felt like there was just really no need to do that other than shock value. Like you said, there were so many other ways to accomplish the goal of hitting her in the head. And like Gabriel wasn't some protective force that was like saving her from bad people. So it could have, like she could have had just a perfectly fine husband. And I just, if that had been the only thing, I might not have an issue with it, but there were so many other little things going on in this movie that felt really, really off. Like in the jail scene, we have one black character in that jail scene and she's dressed like a disco, like, like the stereotypical disco queen, even though this is like a modern day film. And also the jail scene was so weirdly aggro, like such a, like, it wasn't even like a bad prison movie. It was like, it was, it was like the shit that it was like scared straight is what it was. Yeah. Like, and you, you know, would have been better is if gabriel were in a weird twisted way trying to protect her yeah that would yeah. have been better it you know like like sure he's weird and twisted and wrong but like like maybe he wanted to kill the adopted mom's baby because she was going to take all the love and, and like if, maybe- if, the, if the argument had been they're not going to need you not you're not going to need me yeah 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 kenzie jump in here my thing is, I'm. You guys don't like it, and things I add, I'm. I'm gonna feel like, uh, well, why? Because it's, you know, because 
it's I just yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of letting you guys go because I I love the jail scene. You've got Zoe Bell. You've you know it's supposed to be over the top, and I feel like that's all I'm going to keep saying is I mean I'm not arguing with the domestic violence scene. Yes, that was super graphic and unnecessary, but everything else is supposed to be over the top, supposed to be Gonzo, and it's just to just be ridiculous. And it, that's what he was going for. Like I've read different articles and stuff about, you know, using the contortionist, using, you know, just being a little bit crazy with it or being a lot crazy with it. So yeah, that is, I'm just. Oh, is, is that what that was when they were using a contortionist for? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, like, yeah, the jail scene is supposed to be over the top because this whole movie is over the top and you know, and then just when Gabriel wakes up and when the audience finds out what Gabriel is, you know, yeah, it is ridiculous. And it's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we talk about some science? Let's about talk that? about some science stuff. Okay. So I, I will go to the thing that actually bothered me the most, which is when they talked about the, um, um, the actual removal. So, so when they actually removed the quote teratoma unquote, um, they removed um, you know the arms and legs, they the face, and then they shoved the parts of the brain they couldn't remove back in the skull and closed the skull. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They repeatedly referred to Gabriel as a male. That means. They were not identical twins, okay? If they were identical twins, Gabriel would have been a female. That means they were not genetically identical. And that means that they were not, that that Madison's um, immune system was not going to recognize Gabriel's uh, genetic material as self. And that means Madison is going to reject Gabriel's brain. So by shoving Gabriel's brain to Madison's brain and closing the skull, I'm going to... Okay, before I start again, Kinsey, I'm feeling kind of bad. No, 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 no. I mean, I knew, you know, I know that reading about this movie, reading different people's reactions, I knew it wasn't for everybody. And that's fine. That is, that is okay. Like I said, I don't, I don't think me just going, yeah, that's what he was going for is, you know, it's not... here, here's what I'm saying. I, uh-huh. I, I want to, before, before I get back to where I was, I just, I want to give you an opportunity to just say what you enjoyed without either of us arguing with about it. Okay. All right. It's just, yeah, it was over the top. I well, knew it was going to be over the top going in and there's some beautiful shots that he did. That's very, very James Wan. I love seeing Zoe Bell. I loved, and I love just, just as it amps up and just gets crazy. And you just kind of hold on and you go for it. I'm, and like I said, I knew it wasn't for everybody. Like even because my mom was excited about watching it after I finished it, I texted her and I said, Hey, this is not for you. You're not going to like this. I said, I said, well, I liked it. And I just, like I said, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy the, you know, the, the super cheesy dramaticness over it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't overthinking it. And I had a lot of a lot of fun with it. I love the transformation scene when Gabriel's taking over and just how that looks, just as the things just kind of bleed. And yeah, the murder weapon is fucking beautiful. Like it's, you know, it's just, it's just, it is. It's fun. You know, the murder weapon is is very cool. And 
and I did recognize as soon as I saw that trophy, I was like, yep, that's good. Also, who thought that was a good idea for Okay. <laughs> so, by the way, it's a stick. It's not a fucking sword. Okay. So, yeah. So, they shove, they shove Gabriel's brain back in Madison's brain, which means Madison's going to destroy Gabriel's brain, thing one. But in the process of doing that, we're going to have a bunch of destroyed foreign material in Madison's brain, which means Madison's brain is going to die and they're both going to die. So one very poor decision um, as far as uh, survival. So Madison's going to die. And two, um, Gabriel's not going to survive period um so um that's that's the big problem is it makes zero sense to shove gabriel's brain inside madison's skull that just no that's that's not gonna work um because if if they are not identical twins if they're not conjoined which they're not because gabriel is a teratoma not a then you don't shove the brain back in uh no so Thing two. I have a question. Um, yes. Is there ever a time to shove a brain back in? No, there is never a time. Which brings me to point two. When nice segue. <laughs> at, at the end, when Madison shoved her brain back in. Um, no, she's going to die because her brain isn't sticking out the back of her skull however long. Uh, she's going to die. She's going to die. Because you cannot have your brain sticking out the back of your skull and then shove it back in with your hand and just have that be okay. Okay, so clarification. Don't touch my brain. Don't touch your brain. Okay. And and with, and, and with if your, I should your hand. if I should find that my brain is not fully within my skull. You're probably I sh- gonna die, but you should, <laughs> you I was should, gonna say seek a medical professional. Yes. But if you are still, you know, walking around conscious, you should go. Well, you're you're going to die because the emergency room won't be able to help you now because of fucking unvaccinated COVID people, but you should seek medical. So don't touch my brain. Don't, don't touch your brain. Don't crack my back, the back of my skull open. That's do not, not, do not read your fingers and crack the back of your skull open. Uh, that's just a bad idea. Um, it's frowned upon. It's what Donna's saying. It is, it's it's it frowned, is upon. frowned upon. Frowned <laughs> upon. That it is a, okay. it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Okay, so um, I think that covers science. Your science of offensions. My science. Of- <laughs> Maybe that's what it needs to be called now. Donna's science offensions. <laughs> <laughs> not Donna's science corner. Not Donna's medical corner. I still like Adrian's book nook. I still like that one. <laughs> but I think uh, Donna's uh, science offensions is a. Uh, now that we're uh, over a hundred episodes in, it should uh, should have its official name and not just be a corner. All right. So, um, should wrap up. Is there such a short episode? (laughs) TBH, I I feel like us sitting around going, God, I hated this. It's not going to be entertaining another half hour. So, um, which honestly is what I'm going to do. Um, actually, actually, I do want to say how fucking annoyed I was. Okay. Look what I just. near the end when all the cops were murdered and the 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 male cop who i actually i really liked both the cops okay i i thought they were good characters i liked them um 
and the male cop was adorable cute um but there was bullets flying main cops hiding somewhere and the male cop reached out female cop and said stay back then jumped over a table and at that point i was like fuck you misogynist and i hate um so i just want to say that because it took two words to suddenly go i love you that was it two words um so they really like i i wanted to like oh fuck madison screamed so much like full zoom in on the face like lift your shoulders and drop them when you scream screams so often in this movie i was like dude she has screamed like that more often in this movie than i have in my entire fucking life like decades i have been on this planet and not screamed like like i'm even counting the time that i did a scream contest at a bar for halloween and had to scream like five times like she still beat me she screamed so much and the thing that i kept thinking was like but this is your life. Like, I get that it's weird and scary, but shouldn't you be used to it to the point that you're not doing a full body scream every time this shit happens? I've let, never, let the let, Like, let the sister have a scream or two. Other people in this movie are certainly capable of screaming. It doesn't have to be Madison all the time. Okay. Um, I also appreciated that point in the movie when they were like, who is the woman in the attic? And the other person was like, I don't know. Cause I was like, bro, me too. I have no fucking clue who that woman in the attic is. Okay. And I, I, I legitimately was like, did I miss something early on? Like I have Same. no fucking idea what's happening right now. But here's a positive thing I'm going to say about this is there was at least a couple of times when they would cut to that woman and I would go, is that Madison? Are we doing a flashback or a, or a flash forward? I, yeah, I thought the same. She looked a lot like Madison, but I didn't. Which, which is kind of a good thing. That's kind of good casting that the actress playing Madison's mother looked enough like Madison that I was confused about who it was. Yeah, except so, that it just really confused me more about what the fuck was happening in the movie. Okay, but <laughs> once you knew what was going on, it was. Okay, yeah, sure. But I'm going to make the same argument to this that I make to people who tell me I should watch a TV show because it gets really good in season four. Maybe fuck you. I don't want to spend that much of my time watching a thing that's not good just to get to the part where it does get good. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. There there was absolutely a point where I was like, did I zone out for 20 minutes? Yeah. Um, but um, I like that the explanation paid off. Like she, there was a reason she was there. And and I, even during the chase scene with Gabriel and the cop, I I told Billy, I was like, hey, I said, like, Gabriel's running weird. There's something weird with Gabriel. So, yes, I kind of called the twist a, a little bit, you know, or parts of the twist, but there was definitely something on. And but yeah, the the woman in the attic, at least it was a payoff. Like you knew it wasn't just like, hey, I just abducted this person, blah, blah, blah. Very early on, I thought Gabriel was the teratoma that had been cut off. That That's what I assumed. In fact, I was quite proud of myself for having nice. figured out that Gabriel was the tumor that had been cut off. Um, so so I was, you know, yeah. sort of right. Um, I was close. But let's, um, 
Unless anyone's got a big thing. Oh, I, I, I did have one more thing. And this is the part of the episode where I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people. Um, but uh, this is the part where I talk about um, how I hate horror movies that dislike neurodivergent people. Um, so I don't have to go into that a lot. You can go listen to our episode on The Omen for more of that. But uh, yeah, I don't like it when horror movies hate on neurodivergent children. And this one does that. But it also adds in disliking adoption, at least for a good portion of the movie. And also demonizing children of rape. So A plus for that, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I didn't love that. I'm, I'm with, uh, you know, the thing is that when, when movies hate on neurodivergent kids, they're, they're, it's, it's like playing up a trope. They're, they're like taking the easy way out that, you know, neurodivergent children are creepy. So we don't have to make, we don't have to make it, uh, we don't have to put any effort into making this kid creepy because he's already creepy so we just build on that um when maybe we could do our work yeah i it's i don't know um i feel like they could it, it felt like i just did not enjoy gabriel i did like none of the backstory or anything that they were giving him well good news nothing about gabriel makes any sense at all Yay. <laughs> I understand that this movie was supposed to be over the top, but I feel like there's a tonal problem in this movie. Like, I sh- I don't feel like I should need Kinsey to tell me that he was trying to be over the top. I feel like the movie should be able to tell me that. And I get that some people seem to understand that, but if the vast majority of your audience doesn't, and I know that this is a bad sample size that I'm taking right now because two out of three is not a good sampling but um I don't know I just feel like I'm pretty good with telling what like, with understanding what media wants me to get out of it and if the media doesn't tell me this is supposed to be melodrama in horror then maybe they missed a step we we are at a point with this film where what makes more sense scientifically I want you to listen to what I just said <laughs> What makes more sense scientific is that she's possessed. (laughs) And that was at 914 on September 19th that Donna um, used medical knowledge (laughs) and said possession. Was more likely. Was more likely for scientific and medical fact. I just, I wanted the time and date notated, Donna, (laughs) that you in your Donna-ness we're saying possession as a medical reason. And I just, I, I just, I thought it had to be documented. This needs to as, be. As opposed to what was forward in this movie. Oh, no, no, we're not even, no, no, we're not even doing the asterisk. No, no, no. It is. The medical reason is possession. There's no, Dr. Donna cannot add a little asterisk. Nope. 914 on the 19th possession. That's the medical problem. Oh, uh. So real fast, the actress that played Madison, she is actually kind of a kind of a starting to be a scream queen because she's in. Now, granted, both of them are Annabelle and Annabelle Creation, but she was also in The Mummy. Now this, yeah, she's kind of just she's slowly building that uh, that resume. She's she's getting herself a, a resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did find it funny, though, real fast before we end this up, that 
Hollywood, and this is Hollywood in general, not just horror Hollywood, but McKenna Grace has to play every child right now. It doesn't matter what the child's age is. It's no, no, we're, we're having McKenna Grace. Yeah, that kid seems. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that not was not eight. eight. Yeah, that was not eight. There were shots where I was like, is that an adult? <laughs> if you if anyone has watched this season of The Handmaid's Tale, spoiler alert, she is the one that hides them in the in the barn. That's McKenna Grace to give a context of age. Yeah, I have a I, I, I am in possession of a seven year old and uh, she's she's smaller than that. Yo, <laughs> by a lot. So I thought that was funny. It's like, yeah, we need a young kid. So who's available? Ah, McKenna Grace. Yeah. Well, it's because Jodel Furland got too old. So yeah, but she's got to be like 35 now or something. <laughs> Let's see. McKenna Grace. Like she's not Captain Marvel size anymore. Okay. So ouch. First off, this fucking person is was born in 2006. Which is still not eight, by the way. No, no, it's still not eight. I, I'm having a very difficult time doing the math right now because it's, as Kinsey noted earlier, it's nine something in the morning, nine seventeen in the morning. Um, but she is a full on teenager. She's 15. Now, she may have been 13, 14 when this was made. But yeah, she's 15. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just a tip out there for casting directors. 15 is too old to play seven to play to play eight. So you need to find a new child, basically. Yeah. I mean, still give McKenna Grace roles because she does really good. But but not not prepubescent children. Yeah. Just, you know, let her let her age. Just don't. Just yeah. Don't. A lot of times they whenever they would show those videos, I was like, she's supposed to be eight. Yeah. Really? Because like there were some times where I was like, are they just filming? Is this just the same actress? And they're hoping I don't notice. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, then we will move on to rule, poll, and quote. I have our quote, which is, so I'm putting a bolo out on Sloth from the Goonies. That did get a giggle out of me. I mean, she did have some good lines. The cop did. She had some some good lines. The, the two cops may have been the best. They were very much in the vein of... The paranormal investigators from Insidious. They were very much in that vein of just kind of the comic relief, just and with the the good one-liners to me anyway. All right, Donna, you have our I do? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to improvise right now. Pay attention in science class. Okay, that's good. Would that actually have helped anybody survive this movie? Like, what is the thing that helps people survive this movie? Don't touch your brain. Well, but that's not a problem in this world. <laughs> yeah, clearly you can survive touching your brain. Sepsis and meningitis don't exist in this world. So like the only thing that really helps these people survive this movie is like, I don't know, because it's even said like Gabriel was bad from the beginning. And so like, I guess the rule is, and this is a pretty good rule in general, don't fucking rape people and create devil children. Yeah, I, I mean, don't that's... love that rule, but here we are. Yeah, I guess don't get raped is, you know. That's... Well, that's already the rule imposed upon women. So yeah, yeah. maybe maybe we just turn this around. Like, huh, why didn't why didn't Supernatural Gabriel go? I'm sorry. Why didn't they kill the dad? All right, let's move on. Don't don't rape people. There we go. All right. Well, and now, Donna, you have our poll. Our poll is um, more appropriately 
be science. Why would a fucking teratoma be that much of a badass? So let me start by explaining to you what a teratoma is. So um, when I teach, I always like to break down what, so oma in a science word, whenever you hear an oma at the end of a word, that means it's a tumor of some kind. So oma means it's a tumor. And the teratoma, the terra means that it's some sort of a congenital, it's a birth defect of some kind. It's a, it's, it's, it's formed from birth. So a teratoma generally consists of some tissues, like, like there'll be some teeth in it, or maybe some hair, uh, maybe some rudimentary uh, organ tissues. So it's like, it's like some tissues that would be part of another person or another animal if, if it's in. so um but it's like a little lump that's got some tissue of another creature so um what it is not is a whole other person okay it is emphatically not an entire other person it's like three teeth and some hair maybe a little bit of bone um if you've actually got a whole other person, that's a conjoined twin, which is almost always, uh, no, in fact, I'm going to say always an identical twin that didn't fully split off because it is, if it is not an identical twin, now you've got immune system problems and you're both going to die. So a teratoma is not a whole other living person. Now, what we've got in the case of Gabriel in this film is a badass who has such mental abilities that he can take over Madison's body. So, how? So, besides reasons, <laughs> I'm going to say medical experimentation done by the, the hospital. Because they were doing testing on him, you know, and, well, doing testing on them both in the context of the film, seeing where each one lies. And I think, uh, yeah, I think a switch was flipped. That is my answer. I can summarize it even smaller and just go science, but I don't want to make your brain explode. So as you were talking, I got, I, I had this realization that they're probably trying to riff this movie off of Edward Mordrake, um, who was um, a, a fairly prominent sideshow performer back in the days when we did that and he was supposed to be like this really hot dude who had just this monstrous little face on the back of his head it was like i probably i don't know a conjoined twin or a teratome or whatever but like the story was that the twin would whisper evil things to edward i've got his name right right kinsey yep yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I i was like this is knowledge kinsey has <laughs> for sure this is so, and these are true truths yeah um so I think that probably this movie is supposed to be kind of a play on that, but it somehow like, I don't know, missed everything interesting about Edward Mordrake's story or didn't incorporate it. Well, like you said, like they even go so far in this movie as to say, this is not a conjoined twin. It's a, what's it called? Teratoma. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. And then it's like, are they just saying this so that they can call the movie malignant and have the line? It's time to cut out this cancer. Like, like yes. is that is that the whole reason that they've made this decision? <laughs> because that's fucking weird. And like, I don't know. Um, so I'm not really answering your question at all. I'm just finding a new way to complain about things, I guess. 
<laughs> um, the answer is it doesn't make any sense. And obviously, scientifically, medically, her diagnosis is possession. And that was Adrian at 928 a.m. <laughs> ruling in possession of a scientific explanation. And those of all and those of you who are have listened to us and are familiar with Adrian's views on possession. Uh, yeah. So these are also. As pretty big deal. This is the first movie we've big, ever watched that was actually about possession. Big days, no gay. <laughs> big days, audience. Big days. Alternately, <laughs> alternately, it's just a poor schizophrenic woman who they've cast as violent, even though schizophrenics tend not to be all that violent. Uh, short version is, I don't know, Donna, this movie doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, yeah. There is, there's absolutely no reason why having foreign material in her brain would make, um, which apparently. It's always been her, her body, Donna. It's always been her body. I also like, okay, no, I want (laughs) to, how do you, so it's really cool that they used a contortionist, A plus for that. However, how can you do more shit backwards than you could do forwards? Can we also talk about the fucking sound design real quick? Because like, why does he sound like, peeling apart two sticky wet things every time he moves how is he stealthy at all with that calm down foley artist calm the fuck down like the sound design in this movie is bananas it is fucking off the goddamn wall however the soundtrack is totally amazing i have looked up edward mordrake and I would really love it if I could find even one picture of him that was not in. That's all I've seen is profile pictures of him. Um, Season four of American Horror Story. They do a couple episodes on him and they're pretty interesting. Plus it's Wes Bentley playing him and Wes Bentley's beautiful. So, you know, it's good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Everything I've seen of him has oh, been profile. I did just find a picture of him that wasn't in profile. And you're right. He he was okay. not bad looking at all. I don't know why yeah. he's got one eye closed. That's probably um, his death oh, photo. Yeah, you may be right. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. I mean, this, this is this is this is the time when pictures were hard. You got what you got. Sorry, that's, Donna. No, that's all right. <laughs> um anyway. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We always do appreciate your support. As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, for making us sound amazing. And I am sorry I forgot to, we forgot to thank you on the 100th episode. Oh, no. You know, yes, we did. And you know, we couldn't do it without you and making us sound great. Well, thank you so, twice, Link. Thank you twice. Yeah. Uh, and, thank, you and, <laughs> thank you 100 times. Thank you 100 times. And we love we you 3,000. only 101 right now (laughs) we're working our way to 3000 you can find us on social media we are on twitter at beyond cabin instagram beyond the cabin in the woods facebook and webpage beyond the cabin in the woods as well we're kind of all over the place on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at calista 77 I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin. And I am on Twitter as Junkyard Poet. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And don't read the Latin or touch brain. <laughs> <laughs> and possession can be a scientific explanation. <laughs>
you know what horror is? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.